Welcome to another episode of Something's Messing With Your Girl Go Better. Be in the building. This subject ain't really something that you hear a lot about, whereas where we come from, you hear a lot about deadbeat fathers. You don't hear too much about deadbeat mothers. Even though most of us know deadbeat mothers, dead a deadbeat mother, but for me, we just don't have this conversation and it really sucks because regardless of how many men or how long the reputation of deadbeat fathers have been going on, custodial parents are normally the mother, the one that's there every day that does the everyday stuff. So when I'm realizing it's a trend going around or going on where women aren't taking care of their responsibilities or choose not to take care of their responsibilities, it's just kind of interesting to me because I just didn't even know this was a thing. Just didn't know. So this is uh, some interesting facts. Census figures show only 57% of moms required to pay child support. 385,000 women out of a total of 674,000 gave up some or all of the money they owe. That leaves 289,000 deadbeat mothers out there, a fact that is barely reported in the media. But why, though? Is it because we're so used to believing that mothers are normally the custodial parent that we just choose not to make them accountable or even have the conversation? Come on. Like, that doesn't add up to me. So as I've read this article, and it's just kind of interesting, like, this California lawyer, Udina, Unique in February was denied a passport because she's 30,000 behind in child support. Instead of traveling to visit her family in Mexico or on business contracts, the appeals court ruled Unique's money should go to her kids. What? Visiting family in Mexico? Wow. Now, I'm not saying the woman is full-blown Mexican. Just kind of interesting. I don't want to be racist, but I, I I didn't even know that happened with those people, these people. I know this is probably a little offensive. It is what it is. I apologize in advance, but it was already out. I said it. Um, here in New York, you... We know about deadbeat mothers on more than one level, not just the fact that the women that decide to drop these kids off on their fathers or other relatives and go on about their life. The ones that are there, the ones that choose to still be there and not do right, not be the best of the best. For me, being a mother is very top tier. So if you're not going to take it seriously, honey, don't open your legs. Make sure you got you some birth control pills. Make sure you guys strapped up. But 
but we're not going to do a sit around and make a bunch of kids that you know you don't have no intention of taking care of. Let me take that back. You don't have no intention of nurturing. All children need nurturing, whether it's from the mother or the father. The difference is I feel like mothers nurture different than fathers. The the nurturing that your father is going to give you is definitely not the same as what your mother is going to give you. So in modern day time, it's like, how, how did we get here where there's so many women not paying child support, not taking care of their kids? Are you, are you kidding me? Where my mother always told me when I was younger, my mother told me, pay attention to how a man treats his mother, his grandmother, the women in his life, his mothers, sisters, aunts, grandmother, things of that nature. Because if he treats them right, there's a good chance, great chance he's going to treat you just as good, if not better. But if he don't treat them right and he don't have respect for his mother, he doesn't hold the door and make sure his grandma's all right, calls his sisters out of their names or talk disrespectful to his aunts, a good chance he'll treat you the same way he shares dna and blood with them and he'll treat them any type of way so with you y'all don't share anything what makes you special as we continue on rocking on and on and on and on not only are dads paying more when they don't have custody but when the courts does hand over the kids over to the dad they were more than moms who have custody that's crazy while seven percent of custodial moms work more than 44 hours a week 24.5 of single custodial dads work more than 44 hours and only half as many custodial dads get government help as moms. Some dads say it's not for lack of laws that moms are getting away with not paying up. Now you figure me knowing, let's say one or two custodial dads, they're not worried about the money. You know why? Because they just want to be in their kids' lives when they think it's a, how do you say, a right or a pleasure for them to like have to work they would have to pay some type of support anyway so if they're taking care of the kid yeah you get to keep your money don't worry about it but she should worry about it because if you have your kids 24 7 and you're growing them up and you're doing the right thing you deserve an extra couple of dollars you deserve to be able to go oh all right cool I'm making sure my kids is all right. I, my bills is paid. I'm not behind. And and it's crazy because another thing, just off of my knowledge, you'll never hear a man with a sob story. Oh, welfare didn't come through this month. So I don't know what I'm going to do. Meanwhile, back on the ranch, not to be funny, but I've seen women complain about not being able to pay their rent, but them been with two or three dudes in one month. And I'm going, well, shit, I'm not mad at a dude that'll go, well, if I'm with 
shorty and she willing to give me a hundred dollars if she willing to give me a hundred dollars my bills is gonna be paid if i do right but for some reason i ain't gonna say all women but a lot of women don't realize when it when and if your mother told you that thing is worth a lot of money if you know what to do with it and she wasn't telling you to be a hoe she was telling you to know your worth and if you know your worth as a woman you should never be broke just a drill just a drop but to be real this deadbeat mother thing is kind of scary because looking at the the numbers and going wow you telling me there's a lot of men out here that's that's manning up and going, you know what? This is my kid. I want to be in my kid's life. I'm going to make sure my kid is taken care of, kids or whatever the situation is. Meanwhile, these women is going, oops, here, I'm going to drop baby girl or baby boy off on you and never pull back up. So now when he go to court and do everything the right way, you can't be mad at that man. He know his rights. He know what he was supposed to do. And he did it. And he made sure he did right. And he's doing right by them kids. So in 2022, knowing that there's women dropping kids off on dudes. And I'm not saying that like they're supposed to be mentally or emotionally we'll we'll leave mental over there because a man will be able to mentally pull off some things if he's strong enough but emotionally strong enough to take care of a baby a child like to give it i'm not gonna say a man can't nurture a woman a, a kid but the nurture is different like I don't know. I just think every time I, I like go into this type of vibe, I think about if my mom had to just drop me off on my father. I don't. I don't know what type of situation that could have been. God bless her. Um. <clears throat> God bless them. People don't realize when you create children. These are your people. You're creating people that will represent you. They are your legacy. They are the real money, the real bag. Like in 2022, we say get to the bag. Everybody's so worried about the bag and not realizing these kids are the bag. If you know, like a lot of the things that we got to grow up with and do, you know for a fact that it's easy to nurture a kid like i've been around so many people adults and not just kids adults and i done nurtured them in ways that they go yo whoa if it wasn't for you i i i, I need to think about it like that oh thank you i appreciate you just just listening and i'm like yeah because as people what we supposed to do we're not supposed to share and show love we're supposed to be sitting around dry and not sh- like, not necessarily showing love, but just fellowship. <laughs> That's a word I want to get into because most people hear it and go, oh, 
she about to go to church. No, fellowship doesn't necessarily have nothing to do with church. If you look up the word, let me see, being that I'm talking, let me, let me see. Fellowship, friendly association, especially with people who share one's interests. The status of fellow of a colleague or a society. For me, fellowship, exactly. Friendly association. Now, if we can share an interest, that's even better. Growing up in a neighborhood with a lot of young men, I seen the difference in how a man, like regardless of how rough I was around the edges, it was some boys that would always still treat me like I was just this little girl just playing with the boys. But then it was some boys that despised the fact that I was good at what I did and didn't like even down to like when I got older. As I got older, I always wanted to be involved in a more male dominant sports let's say so when a man see that you can do better than him do it bigger than him and then the chance of them going oh yeah you did better has nothing to do with you it has to do with how a woman raised him if a woman raised him to understand that a woman can do anything a man can do if she puts her mind to it but if he was raised by a man or around men or even around a woman that'll tell him girls can't do what boys do, you better get away from that girl that she like she doing the same things you doing. The mental of people don't even understand. You don't have to not be in a home to be a deadbeat mother. Let's talk about it because growing up there was some boys that was just super cool. Like, we could play around, and it was play, jokes. But then there was some boys, once you, like, once they felt the way, and whatever they had going on elsewhere, they try to take it out on you. And I'm looking at these kids like, yo, what's wrong with you? First off, you got the wrong girl for that. I'm going to beat you up. Second, what you got going on in your mind or in your crib that you think it's all right to think you gonna put your hands on me? Me? You got the wrong one, pal. But like I said, when your OGs drop jewels on you, listen, because they telling you something for a reason. And me paying attention to these dudes and realizing like most of them had mommy issues, uh a lot had mommy issues. It's on some wow. I thought my daddy issues was a thing, but most young girls growing up in in the inner city have some type of daddy issue. Either he was there and he wasn't enough, or he was the the best thing under the sun. Or for us, some of us, we didn't have that experience. You knew who he was, but you didn't get that, oh my God, daddy is the greatest, or even close to that. So there's a lot of, 
I don't want to say a lot of sides to the coin. There's two sides to the coin. So when I realized, like, oh, all right, I do a lot of things because of my daddy issues, I had to figure out how to not counteract it, but be better because to try to bully a boy because boys are not in your life like that is different. Uh, to talk to boys a certain type of way because you've seen how somebody else talks to men is different. So when you start to realize, yo, when you get a certain age, people are not going to tolerate that. So you got to be careful of how you conduct yourself. But for boys, they don't have to do that. Somebody will tell them, oh, don't worry about it. That's how you express yourself. Oh, she'll get over it. There'll be another girl. Or whatever they telling them, where they comfortable to keep living that type of mentality. Rather than some men are even able to go talk to their mothers and express to them, like, do you know what kind of damage you've done to me? Where when I talk to women or when I'm around women, I don't conduct myself properly or I don't handle situations with women properly because of the way me and you are or the things that you've done to me. Do you know that? Do you understand that? Now, some people will go, oh, he needs to go to therapy. He needs this or he needs that. No. No, not if someone's never experienced what it looks like to see someone experience therapy. Let me see if I said that right. I don't know if I said that right. If you've never been around somebody or seen somebody go to therapy and seen that it works, most people where we come from don't believe that. So it's more of an idea of why would I go talk to somebody I don't know when I could talk to somebody I do know. Now, don't get me wrong. If you have somebody you can talk to, talk to them. But most people don't have somebody to talk to. And as real as it sounds, everybody don't have a me. I'm the friend that gives real and rational advice or even just being a friend. Everybody's not going to be a rational friend, a logical friend. Most people will tell you the most illogical shit ever. But when you realize that in most black and Latino homes, most of us never experienced therapy. Most of our parents went through some traumatic shit and never got help for it. They just pushed that shit in a corner, raised us the best they could. Some people abused drugs. Some people went through a whole lot worse. Some people, they actually did all right for their kids. And for them, they they, they they did good, but when these kids are not good within themselves and don't know how to deal with certain issues because they were never taught how to, and now that they're grown and these issues are still playing a part in their everyday life, somebody got to help them. Somebody got to be able to go, hey, uh, you should do this, or you might want to work on that. But most people don't have a friend that's going to tell them that. Most people have these friends where they scared to hurt your feelings. I'm not that friend. <clears throat> so when 
somebody tells me, oh, nah, he needs to go get therapy or she needs to go get therapy. It's like, maybe, but if they have a way to work out their issues, let's just say if the person is still alive that you have an issue with and you can actually go speak to them, isn't there a way that we can move past this where everybody can be better? Or is it that extreme that you have to go to a stranger to, for them to be able to tell you, hey, if this person's still alive, go talk to them, let them know how you feel and what you're going through so this way you can be your best self. Because if in their mind they're their best self, they don't care about what you're going through or even what you've experienced. They might even tell you it didn't really happen that way, but that's a whole nother conversation. And um, when you come from the ghetto, people want to make it out. They want to be their best self. But most of all, people want to win. And in order to win, I feel like you have to deal with these childhood issues. And if you still have your parents, and then you clearly hear me say parents, around and you feel a way about something or anything or everything, talk to them about it. Hopefully, y'all can have a conversation. Everybody isn't lucky to have that conversation or blessed enough to be able to go have that conversation. So as a grown woman that feels like now I needed to have that conversation and I neglected to have it because I was already hurt. So I felt like all he was going to do was hurt me more with the conversation. So I just chose not to have it. And when he passed away when I was in my 20s or when I was 20, it, it just, I kind of sealed that up and kept it moving. But once my mom's passed away and I realized that me and her had a relationship where I didn't really have to ask her much. She told me everything and I was there for a lot. So it wasn't hard for me to know who I was dealing with or who she was. But if you have the opportunity to have this conversation or a conversation with your people, do it. Why not? It just save you a lot of money on therapy and hurting your kids and hurting the people that you want around you. A lot of time and trouble. So, no, I don't go suggesting therapy to everybody. Like some of my friends that I really, or I am able to go, oh, we go back so far. I know what you're talking about because I remember times where certain things just didn't sit right or seem right. But who am I to judge? That's not my place to sit there and tell you something is wrong or I ain't nobody's therapist. I'm just more aware or awake or I'm more aware to a lot of situations because I'm not just looking at it from a perspective of a person that, oh, because mine is different, I didn't have to. And I live from a perspective of, oh, that could have been me. What if that was me? How would I have dealt with it? So therapy ain't for everybody. Most people are not mentally or emotionally there yet to even expunge some of the things or the hurts that they've been through with people that they really mess with. So imagine people that they don't know. You really think they're going to sit around and pay money to talk to a stranger? You're bugging out. Most people don't even pay to go to the doctor. 
So I feel as a, a grown woman, no, I'm not suggesting that to everybody. If you then had all the conversations you can have with a person and gave all the advice that you can give and try to be an upstanding uh, friend to give these type of gems before you have to go pay for therapy, you should go pay for therapy. Because maybe if you pay for it, you'll appreciate it more. So um, I'm I'm just a, a fond believer in if you work hard enough, anything can be better or anything can be different. But if you're going to sit around and act like you're the only person that's been through something, yeah, if we don't get too far with pity parties and uh, I don't mind giving you a little hug to make sure you understand that you, you, you appreciate it and you love, but we're not sitting around uh, doing nothing when we can be doing everything. Single dads are on the rise in the United States, with nearly 3 million households led by single fathers, which are nearly a tenfold increase from 50 years ago. Men are now leading a quarter of all single-parent families. If the trend continues on this current trajectory, one in 10 American households with children will soon be run by lone fathers. Is that not crazy? I don't know about y'all, but I didn't realize this was that serious. And maybe it's because I grew up in a single parent home. So I'm like, oh, it is what it is, all right? But no. How? Like, I, like, I definitely might have to do a part two to this because I'm I'm so baffled. Like when I say baffled, I am baffled at this number. They just said if it keeps going like this at this rate, one in ten households will be run by a lone father. Now, I read another statistic here that I thought was quite interesting, and the profile of single fathers differs from that of single mothers. The majority of single dads are divorced, while nearly half of all single mothers have never been married. Hmm. Now, I'm just going to break this down in layman's terms. The majority of the men that have these kids, these women, they got divorced. The men maybe didn't see fit for the children to stay with the mother, or the mother just chose to bounce. But in the mother's case, she was never married. Why is this? Like, I need to know all of these things because in my mind, I'm going, this is why society is so far gone because nobody's asking these questions and it's not to make somebody uncomfortable. I want to have knowledge so I don't feel like I'm talking 
about something that doesn't make sense or is I'm not knowledgeable about. I just read these these facts to y'all. These are facts. And I'm going, oh my. If this is what's going on in the world, I'm a little nervous. Because, like I said, men can do a lot. They do hair, they cook, they do a lot. But what they don't do, they're not natural-born nurturers. We, as women, are nurturers. And even the ones, like, as women, let me, as women, we're supposed to be nurturers. This is why this conversation is so baffling to me. Because I can't understand how it is that God makes us, the higher power makes us this way. But yet, some women are able to go, you know what, I guess, you know what, I I don't want to do that. But you had an option to buy, lease, or rent. You chose to buy. You did not do either of the, the more lax things. You figure if you rent, eh, I don't like it here. You let your landlord know. Hopefully you don't have a lease lease. You're out of there. You're going about your business. Nobody, no harm, no foul. Uh, you lease. You set up a certain amount of time on how long you want it. You pay that, and once that time is up, boom, you're going about your life, no harm, no foul. But when you buy it, it's yours forever. There's no coming back from that, friend. There's no, oh, I, I think I changed my mind on forever. And it is amazing to know that people are, just comfortable messing up forever things. And in modern day time, people are not even looking toward forever things. They're looking at right now things. Ooh, take this picture, catch me rolling. Uh, all, all of the things that look popping. And uh, I, I don't know. So being a mother is top tier to me. Like, I'm a wife, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a woman, a black woman. But when I add mother to that list, sweet baby Jesus, you better get out of my way. But that's just me and how I take that and how I feel prideful about that title. Everybody isn't the same. There's a lot of women that wear that title, like the crown that they're supposed to wear it as. They treat it as such. They treat their kids as such. There's a lot of women apparently out here that's comfortable being deadbeats. Anytime they're talking about putting a list together, for the deadbeat women that choose not to pay their child support, but think you're going to travel the world and do things 
and not pay the piper, ma'am? Are you kidding me? That's not right. You should be put on blast. You shouldn't be able to get a passport. You shouldn't be able to purchase a car. You damn sure shouldn't be able to start a business and not be taking care of the kitties. Because most women, I'm not going to say all, because I know a lot of women that chose not to deal with child support in the courts, but I know a lot of women that spent a lot of time in the courthouses to make sure that they got them coins from this dude that they knew wasn't when they met him. But now, all of a sudden, oh, because he's going to be a father to mine. I don't care what he say. And I'm going, girl, if you don't go sit down somewhere and figure out how you're going to take care of little Johnny Ray, because other than that, this conversation is so outdated because you knew. It's not like you didn't know. You knew. And you still chose to survive. So now that you're in this place of, oh, what am I going to do? I thought he was going to be different. He actually wanted to be indifferent because you'll go, oh, I'm not taking this kid. I don't want this kid. And guarantee you, he's looking at you like, what do you mean you don't want this kid? It's your kid. Pick him up. Go to pull up on Shorty. She's not there. Every day, pulling up the pop out with this kid. Not there. After a while, somebody comes to the door and tells you Shorty moved. It's like, wait a minute, she moved. Fucking out. And when you start to realize that people don't care, especially ones that I feel like when people wasn't cared, like when they wasn't loved and treated properly, it's easy for them to mistreat somebody else or even their own. So he was really checking for this girl and she really was dodging him for like maybe six months. And then after a while, he just stopped looking and went to court, made everything as complete as he could and kept going with his life. And she pops out of nowhere, maybe two years later, talk about, oh, where my baby at? First off, ma'am, you left him, he was a baby, now he's four. How can I help you? Oh, I want my baby. Well, you're going to have to go to the courts and see how that works because um, I can't just hand this kid over to you. And even if, even if, we going to play a good game of tag first. And I was weak when he told me that on some, you're not going to play with me and my son's emotions. And he looking for you and be going to look for you every day and you're not there. People telling me you moved and now all of a sudden you just pop up out of nowhere and you expect me to just hand over this kid. Bugging out. But God is good. He's been raising his son since he's a good dad. Like, not one of them thought projects either that be having all the girls in front of the kid and doing all type of weird stuff. Like, 
these kids are sponges. So whatever you do in front of them, like all kids at one point in their life, we're all sponges. Because all we want to do is learn and understand and ask, like, if you're taught to ask questions, you're going to ask a thousand questions. So me, my mother always told me, oh, there's no such thing as a stupid question. So I asked that many questions. So I don't know. It's just something about the way mother sounds. It always sounded like a real honor. So when women are not comfortable with that title, but yet would be comfortable opening their legs and doing strange things to make a baby, but not want to take care of it, and then wonder why they're telling women what they can do with their body, because most women are not treating themselves like queens the way they should be by wanting to have an abortion. If you were protected, or better yet, took your time to make sure this is someone you knew you wanted to be with, you wouldn't have to worry about an abortion. Wouldn't have to worry about an abortion or giving up a child. Whether you give it to the dad, adoption, grandma, auntie, you're still giving this kid up. You're not taking care of it. That's a problem. In 2022, people got to do better. Your responsibilities are yours. You got to handle them, not us. And on that note, this is another episode, another episode, another episode of Something's Missing. You know the name. If you made it this far into the podcast, I appreciate you. You're a real one. You're special. Nah, let me stop. I would really, really appreciate it if you follow me on all social medias. If not, at least one. Instagram is blockeats. B.L.O.C.K underscore eats i also have uh blocky straight and it says bx at the end facebook is block eats twitter is block eats as well tiktok is chef Robetta. leave a review if you don't want to follow me leave a, a, a nice light review for your girl let me know what i'm doing right what i'm doing wrong if you like the podcast if you don't I'm up for all feedback. It'd be well appreciated. And it'd definitely help me grow my podcast to be the best that it could be for you, for the audience, for the people. So all feedback is definitely appreciated and always welcome. Please, 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 please leave a review. Wherever you're listening to this at, leave a review. Please, please and thank you. Thank you and please.